Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. It's just that today we're going to talk all about um, lights and lumens and everything. We haven't actually done one. I think we will be up to almost 150 episodes, and mm. um, we haven't actually talked really about head torches can I, can it's I not talk... just going to be about head torches there's other stuff too right? yeah can i talk about one other thing right now okay i'm gonna take that off. i need the remote for the fan that's fine uh <laughs> it should because... be somewhere around there dave yeah okay, you'll be seeing a little you, control you just fill the time oh, um, there. you fill the time but yeah right um yeah fantastic love the summit pictures i hope all is well um yeah how was it how did you find it compared to ebc be interesting to um, yeah, to see how, how you found it, Bri, and the rest of the team. I couldn't find it. You couldn't find it? Oh, no, no. no but I Fuck. turned it on. Oh, wow. How did you do that? There's a button. Old school. Old school button. Yeah. See, not all about the remote. I, I, I'm at that point now where I remember having a VCR player um, with no remote. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're now today. Yeah, you, we're, you can, you can, we're you can, ready. Wow. Ah, very good. See what I did. I see what you did. Yeah, but we'll did. talk about the red, the red lights anyway. Yeah, we'll talk there. about the red light. Um, but yeah, Darren, we're just leaving for the airport to fly out for your trek, which starts the weekend. Good luck. Enjoy. Awesome, Dazzler. Um, yeah, safe trip over, and um, yeah, enjoy uh, Kathmandu as well. It's always a great place to, to hang out and meet, um, you know, ever ever trekkers. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, exotic slough. Sophie, how can you? What, what's slough's fine. It's slough's um slough. <laughs> sad face. Oh, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Um, but Friends, right, um, there's a poem about slow. I think it's like friendly bombs drop on slow. It isn't fit for humans now. Wow, Dave. Oh, where, where did that come from? Uh, I can't remember where I heard it. I've never heard so that. Have before. you heard this before? Does anyone else know the slow poem? I can't talk. I'm from Newport. <laughs> I've been to slow and Newport. And Terry, um, obviously, never been to slow. I've been there a couple of times. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, lovely place. Yeah, great place. It's um, very, very nice. I didn't see all of slow, so. Um, Did you I, stop I, on the outskirts, just near a famous club? <laughs> no. Oh, no. It's a famous club in Slough. Yeah, very famous, yeah. What's it called? Spearman Rhino. Ah. <laughs> well, clearly you've been there, Dave. No, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, think, I think that was the... the, the that's the thing Slough is most famous for, isn't it? Right. And the office. Andrew's given us... Um, uh, if you can talk about Head Torch for one hour, you should be in the House of Lords. Oh, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try. We're going to try, Andrew. Yeah. No, but we um, we wanted to talk about head torches and, and about light in general. Um, and also at, at the times you're going to use them because, um, well, Bri Bri, you know, just doing um, Killy over the last few days would have been wearing one of these on the way to the summit. And it actually brings up a good, um, a good example, really, of when you're going to use them. And also as well that, you know, I know it seems like a, a 
a really simple bit of kit, right? Bit of light, strap it to mm. your head, happy days. But practicing night hikes is actually something that a lot of people rarely do. I think something we, we've we've certainly tried to talk about the last few few years is about encouraging Evertrackers to get out there and maybe try some late evening, um, mm. maybe nighttime hikes. Obviously, you know, stay safe out there, but certainly practicing with a head torch yeah. and trekking in those conditions is useful really useful because if you're doing something like Tupcal, you know you're going to be starting in the dark if you're doing um you obviously a peak like Aconcagua any of the other peaks really you're going to be starting really early because you don't want to be um you know on these on these peaks you know midday you want you want you want a lot of time you want to try and get there for um you know in the morning um just because the mountain conditions can worsen during the day especially some of the Himalayas where there's a lot of heat you know high altitude you know the mountains going to hit by powerful UV rays and a lot of melting and movement can happen. So, yeah, in any of Himalayan peaks, Dave, I know there's um, is a big kind of encouragement to get there early. Yeah, 100%. So you I start mean, in the dark. Yeah, you, you generally start in the dark and you want to be yep. getting down. Um, so the, the most so dodgy time, if any of you have watched any Everest documentaries, you'll know about mm. the icefall, and they do try and avoid <clears> going <throat> through it at midday. Yeah. Um, you either want to go through it late or in the morning. And... It generally speaks true for a lot of Himalayan peaks that we want to set off early to give us enough time to get to the summit and get back down yeah. without risking the loss of daylight at the end of the trek when you're on your way down and you're most fatigued. It's actually far safer to go up at night yeah. um, because any trip hazards and stuff like that, you'll fall into the mountain and not a million miles to the floor. Um, so these little bad boys, um, yeah. Bad, bad boys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like these are two. I use this one on Killy. Um, and what I've happened used, to that one? You haven't, I haven't seen that on you for a while. This one. Well, I took it to a training weekend in Brecon, <laughs> and I lost it. So, um, and, and then, then my, you found it again in my bag. <laughs> uh, no, I'll tell you where I found it. So then what I did was I bought this one, which was a new one, yeah. and I wore this to make Tupcal with your wife. Oh, right. And Wonderful. at some point, your wife walks up to me, <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. Where did you get that? She went, oh, it's one of Andy Spears. <laughs> I found it in his bag, and I was like, Brilliant. is it? So this brilliant, is Jen's name. This is Jen's name. Is that toy. Jen's name? Yeah, I've, it, okay. it's, uh, it's been a it's been a faithful servant to me. I'll be honest with you. I do prefer it to this one. Well, the petzel over the over the uh, black diamond. I prefer the black diamond. Really? I don't I, I don't know why because it's heavier, so it sits heavier on your yeah, forehead. Yeah. But you know, this one was the first one I bought when I started trekking to high altitude, and it's yep. just um, if you watch uh, the mountaineering movie Meru. I noticed a couple of those guys have the same. Uh... I thought you were saying, yeah, I, I'm in the background waving. Yeah, I'm in the background waving. Going, you forgot <laughs> your head torch. But um, we should talk a little bit about the differences between them as well. Like, yes, um, yeah, definitely. This is a battery head torch. I think it, you can you you can charge it as well. Well, so the battery's built in. Yeah, so the battery's yep, built nice, in. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Jen, they but, are better. I prefer but, them. But also in the back of it, look. So I've yep. taken the. Um, the pack out and just put the uh, batteries nice. in. Okay. The reason why I tend to do that First time. is because with this one as well, I've actually left the, that in just so I can show you. Mm -hmm. uh, but that can be replaced with three triple A's. Like these? Um, three triple A's? Th these aren't, what am I doing? Let me open it properly. These are triple A's. These, these, this one isn't rechargeable. Um, I, I, I kind of do prefer those rechargeable ones, if I'm honest. I prefer them because, for me, you get more bang for your buck. Now, the reason Excuse why me. is I'll always, 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 always yeah. carry batteries anyway. Yeah. Um, like, if, if this is rechargeable and it goes on the mountain, yeah. then you're doomed without batteries. So yeah. I always take batteries anyway. But 
if you take a battery head torch, you're going to have batteries. If you have this, you've got the battery pack and the batteries. So you get a lot longer of light. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And um, one thing I did notice as well is that the amount of range you get on these does vary massively. Yes. So mine started blinking yeah. a lot earlier than I expected on Tupacar because it was so cold. Mm. Um, and I know for a fact that saps the life of your batteries. Um, nice. But yeah, so it is, uh, you know, something to consider always having spares and stuff like that. In fact, we had to put spares in this one for Jen. Oh, really? But as soon as we started, it, it started blinking. Yeah. So um, mm. even though we thought we put fresh batteries in. So, yeah. <clears throat> thing is, I, I suppose one thing to think about as well, if these are on your head and you are hiking in the dark in the night, um, it's cold and it saps the energy. Mm -hmm. And not, they're not great insulators, these, are they? I know no. they're built with, with decent materials, but yeah, um, definitely take them on any trip that you do. Because um, Pratesh mentions um, a really good question. Will you need? Uh, will we need a head torch for EBC? Will be hike, Will we be hiking in the dark or night? So one thing I've really learned from any kind of mountain trainer, anything like um, back in January, we were on a winter skills course in Scotland, and I was chatting to um, our mountain guide Steve. Um, you know, as you do, and we were chatting about it, and he thinks any hike that you do, any time, any trek, any climb, always mm -hmm. carry a head torch because you never know. And I know, obviously, all of our trips are, are guided, and you know, this kind of thing rarely happens, but. You never know when you'll need it. No, um, I don't. You're not particularly heavy. It's nice to have in your pack. And it's and his 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 way of explaining it, I think, was that you know, um, it, it's kind of if if things do happen or there's there's something that occurs and it does become dark, even though you 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 didn't plan to hike in the dark, it's better to have it and, and not need it than need it and not have it, as you say, like a condom. <laughs> wow. Or a handgun. We're we're only 10, or a 11 coach. minutes in, and you brought that in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but wow. yeah, no, Andy raises a very good point. So we we do get um, yeah. the reason why we decided to do a live on these little things, even mm -hmm. though even we thought they're on head torches, is because we did we, we did we did think that yeah, but we we, we thought yeah, we'd do it, give it a go. It's we we really stick on one subject for an hour, so <laughs> exactly. we thought fine, yeah, yeah. we did a live on socks once, so um, which is yeah, definitely need them. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, Andy <coughs> raises me. a good point, which is this weighs nothing; it takes up zero space in your bag. There's no reason not to just keep it in your bag, yeah. throw in a few spare batteries in the pocket, and then just forget about it. Yeah. That's what I always do. So in my rucksack, this was taken out of my hiking bag this morning. It'll go back in there, and I've got a pack of batteries I got from B&M. Throw mm. them in there as well. Nice. And um, that way, Andy's right. Like, I've got an example, which I wasn't on, but I know you were, which was when you went and did the um, Lara Grew. Yeah, that's winter true. trekking Lara Grew, and he, <laughs> Good example. Uh, I spoke to you in the morning, and I was like, "How long do you reckon you'll be on?" And I think, oh, yeah, five, six hours. Eleven. Eleven hours was the plan. Eleven hours was it? Yeah. So, but that would have still got you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Close daylight. to dark. Yeah, close. And to um, I think it was about nine o'clock uh, in the evening where yeah. I thought, "Brilliant, I've inherited the company here." <laughs> and uh, like, I was like, the thought did occur to me, like, at what point do I call mate and rescue and let him know that he hasn't yeah. contacted me? And then lucky enough you did and it turned out to just be an ab like lara ruler yeah um but having something like this you know in the low light yeah you gotta have it saved. um yeah myself and you know that was that wasn't a trip or anything that was just me and, and, and a good friend uh james just hiking the lara group highly recommend it by the way although don't do it in 17 hours do it in less you can um uh, you can split over two days actually highly recommend that <clears throat> there's a cool bothy halfway along we didn't we wanted to do it in one day um, unfortunately, it was yeah really really nuts conditions, winter conditions, late November. 
highly recommend it. But yeah, it's it's a good good example because yeah, you know, we we did we didn't plan to be in the dark, but yeah, situations arise, and we needed it. But also as well, I mean, um, Pratesh, you are asked about EBC. Certainly, if you're thinking about doing Kalapatar, um, mm. that does start you know an hour or two in the dark, and you can watch the sunrise over Everest. So yeah, you'd be needing it then. Um, yes, on all of our equipment lists, we, we, we make sure these are oh, on there. They should be on there. Anyway. Go into the toilet. Honestly, good, good shout. Good e shout. Yeah, pretty yeah. much every single night, yeah. um, put this on and use it to go to the toilet just because it's just so easy, you know, and you don't want to risk like carrying your phone and using the light from your phone and dropping yeah. it in a toilet in Gorek Shep because <laughs> that is where the phone will remain for the rest <laughs> of its natural life. <clears throat> uh, Daniela, hey, thanks for uh, sending me. Oh, awesome. Yeah, no, happy to have it. I think Daniela's the one she sent me in um, an email that made me laugh. Oh, really? So I awarded her with a buff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So right, that's a challenge for everyone now. Can you make Dave laugh with your emails? Yeah. They'll all be sending emails there. Yeah, well, I, well, I like <laughs> I it. I dare everyone. That'd I, be funny. I like it because, you know. Dave's like, emails are like. Brrr. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll be in tomorrow like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. It's no, a good I, point. Alan makes a really good point. You know, um, you know, there, there are things that happen during the night, especially if you're maybe having a tough night. Altitude can suck sometimes. And, and, and every now and again, you won't have a good night's sleep. Yeah. So sometimes you, you get enough or, you, you know, you like you said, go to the toilet or just go for a walk. And yeah, you know, there aren't always <clears throat> you don't know where the lights are. Sometimes it's good to have and you don't want to wake everyone up. Right. So you can use your head torch. I'll tell you one thing. Talk about torches. I really like the new Garmin. That has the head, the oh, torch the on it. one. Yeah, yeah, switch it on now. Oh, that's pretty you good. See that? It's actually pretty bright. Uh, it is bright. It reminds me mm. of the Goonies. You know, a data. Data when he's got those flip up lights. Who got, um, I forgot his full name, Ki Yung I think his name is. Yeah. He won the Oscar the other night, and um, which was quite, quite nice to see him win one. But yeah, he had those two lights that come down. I'm thinking this would be great for that. Mm. Obviously, you use it for, you know. Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Other mean, things, I, Garmin, I, right? I have, um, I don't have a, don't have a light. Never mind, then. Next time. Yeah. But you got a head torch, that's fine. Yeah, I got a head torch. Exactly. Um, Des Lally's <laughs> on here. How's it going, Des? Des, how you doing, Des mate? Is an absolutely, I was going to say absolute nutter, and then I changed <laughs> it to absolutely lovely guy. He's both of those things. Um, yeah, yeah climb Penavan every day for a year. Now, Des, um, yeah, was on our podcast, Mount Malarkey podcast, and we talked about many, many things, but, uh, yeah, and, and also helped us through when we were uh, raising money for Breaking Out Rescue, um, when we did our charity plunge back, back in December. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Des kind of coached us through that, really, and, yeah, his, his experience, especially cold water therapy and, and the things like that, and obviously the, the mountains. I want to go back and Great some plunge. more dips. He, ch he changed me, see, because initially, I remember when he came in and we talked about it, and I said... Yeah, you were like a no, nah, no. Nah, why? Why would I do it? Then I did it, and I was like, that's why. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, yeah, for the first minute, I do think I'm going to die. Like, the, the constriction of the lungs and breathing is scary. <clears throat> but there was a point when we were sitting there doing it, and yeah. I was just, like, sit up to my, like, chest by here in, like, all freezing cold water, watching the uh, the birds and the river. It was lovely. <laughs> just listen to, uh, sorry, just, just read in Jerome. There's a free Android phone at the bottom of the long drop, Shearer One Camp. If anyone wants to dig it out, oh, my God. I, I think I'd rather just leave it there, Jerome. But um, mm. brilliant, yeah. I, those long drops are long. Um, definitely worth avoiding if well, you can. Well, for me, for me, it's less the drop and more the content. What it lands in. That's true. Um, I think I'd rather leave it definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, yeah. unless it was complete survival. Um, but no, it's great to see so many people on as well. Um, and lots of questions around the torches. Yeah, don't, don't forget, guys. Any any questions, do let us know. Yeah. 
I think one of the ones um, I think actually Jerome put in, which is really interesting, and I think worth thinking about because I know we're talking about pets or black diamond, but um, Jerome, you have put you know uh, head torches, expensive brands versus the cheap and cheerful. Mm. I got two of mine from Tesco; they work just fine. <clears throat> Thoughts? Yeah, I think you know we're, we're not gear snobs by any any um, part of the imagination. If if a torch works, it works. I think. Yeah. There's always different features, maybe longevity of batteries. Generally, you won't need them for that long. So you don't need a, an all singing and dancing one. But that yeah. being said, if you've got the budget and you know you want to spend sort of 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds on it, go for it. You can get them for you know less than, than 20 pounds. Yeah. Well, I think um, this one I think was 25. Really? And this one I think was about 35. Mm. I only bought this one because I thought I lost this one. But the only reason I buy these, I, I tend to go for like mid-range. You can spend like 80, 100 pounds on a head torch, and that's a bit mad. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. reason why is be just because of how long they last. I've bought cheaper ones before, and they do work just as well, but just yeah. not. Like this one I bought in 2016, and it still works. Like, I mean, I'm, when's last time it turned on? There you are. Look at that. Perfect. I mean, sound like you need to use it more, Dave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then there's this one. One thing talking about lights as well. Excuse me. And we were mentioning going to the toilet. because. Yeah. There's a couple of uses for the um, the red light. So Andy will go into a more techie use, but my <laughs> use is so that's a that's a very like soft light. Yeah. Um, and when you wake up in the night, so for instance, if you're doing tubecal, it's flashing. Um, is it flashing red? Yeah. Well, if you do tubecal in the night, and there could be yeah. 15, 20 of you staying in one room, and you want to get up to go to the toilet, you can use the red light because it's it's way less intense and won't wake anybody up um but there's also a techie issue use for it as well right well yeah there's a couple of things yeah i mean one yeah you've got the flashing red light so that's good if someone's trying to see you from a distance yeah you know red light is is kind of quite you know you, you can see it quite far away but actually for many um photographers nighttime photographers uh, videographers out there who um are, are doing things and editing afterwards it's a lot easier to edit red light than it is white light um so yeah a lot of um a couple of couple of years ago now, uh, no, sorry, last year, uh, I was on a, um, a photography trip in in Iceland, and um, the, the the guys there, they when they were taking the nighttime photography, they were always using the red light because it didn't affect the shots that they were taking, but they could still see what they were doing. And it was really interesting. And I asked, like, why why, why is that, guys? And they talked about these, um, you know, that they can edit the white light, uh, sorry, the red light out, and also as well, if someone's behind you taking a photo of, you know obviously the landscape or whatever's there they can uh, you know you won't it won't come up on their shot or you can edit it out it's pretty interesting um i'm sure there's many different um uh, ways to use the red um but yeah obviously you know when it coming to trekking or hiking you won't you'll you won't really be using the red you'll be using the white light yeah um you know as you're as you're getting uh, as you're as you're summiting or as you're climbing yeah yeah it's really interesting though yeah because you know loads of them have got different like this is the the petzl tika which is probably the most common petzl that you'll mm. see out there i think it's between 20 and 30 pounds but then they've mm -hmm. got the other ones um which are like helicopter lights you know they're probably about 100 pounds and you don't really need those unless you're going on a you know everest expedition um you know you're climbing aconcagua you need a, a really top you know no, essentially a light that can save your life yeah um you know you'll need it but for us the trekkers you know go into extreme altitude but not the death zone 
Um, these will do just fine as long as they're fully charged or you have spare batteries. Yep, exactly. This is this is a pencil actic core. Nice. Got, got so that's it. like the that's like the the, the the one up from that then. Potentially, yeah. yeah. I got it from Goit Doors. Um, it was the only one they had. Not Cotswold. Um, well, I went into Cotswold and they didn't have one there. Oh wow, really? Yeah, hundred percent. They had some more expensive Cotswold ones, even with the <laughs> even with the discount. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit more than I wanted to spend. Okay. So then uh, I went online and got I got this one from Cotswold. Nice. I got that one Six years ago, lasted well. Exactly. Still going strong. My uh, Jezza, uh, Jezza, how you doing? My old faithful night searcher. We come with me twenty three years. Yeah. That's it. Some torches, you know, they they do last for years don't we we go back to um you know talking about maybe the the less expensive and the more expensive i think yeah that the more money you spend on it sometimes that you know that the quality is better mm -hmm. um but that being said if you can if you've got a torch and you can see you can strap it around your head and you can continue going it works yeah, any torch is better than no torch mm -hmm. my only experience is that the the cheaper ones tend to not last as well and not perhaps yeah. be built as well okay for instance this one is really good because it's got like quite a strong like rubber bit around yeah. here nice. so if you drop it and it hits a rock or something <clears throat> it'll work perfectly fine and this one's so light there's basically nothing to damage but yeah no really interesting it is isn't it? um one thing to talk about um old uh night hiking as well yeah. is yeah. um we touched on it earlier that i do think it is important to do a lot of night hike practicing if you're going to be doing something like kilimanjaro mm. uh himalayan peak yeah even tupacal to be fair because you're going to be setting off in the dark early in the morning yeah um it's by doing some sort of night hikes and getting used to using the head torch because it is a different experience um you know you don't you can't see a lot beyond the little cone of light that comes out yeah. so you need to be quite on it with your nav um and it, you know if it's really cold every time you breathe you get like a thing of like air that comes out and is like caught in the torch light and stuff yeah so visibility is kind of tricky with one. <clears throat> um another thing to consider as well is how long your torch will actually last yeah you don't really want to be setting off on a long night hike and wondering like the high setting on this like does it last two hours or five that's a good show yeah yeah you know so yeah, knowing that yeah knowing how long it lasts important yeah and you should always have a backup as well yeah by spare batteries and things like that but at the same time knowing how long these things kind of generally last yeah. is, a, is, a, is a good idea um i remember i first started doing that when i was i was working night shifts as a um, when i worked on the railway doing construction yeah and I bought a really nice um, head torch, an LED lenser battery head torch. Right. And um, I quickly learned that if I had it on its like highest setting, it wouldn't last the whole shift. And it's the same when you're hiking Brilliant. as well. Love it. Well, I think one thing you said there as well, and, and this is for anything, is that actually if you, if you are practicing or doing something, you, if you can mimic what you're going to do, um, you know, a lot of people, and we, you know, we do get some questions. I see some questions in the group about specifics, and people are saying, you know, what sort of training do I need to do? For specific trips um you know we always go back to you know which trip you're doing so if you're doing ebc it's primarily walking so get out there and do as much walking as you can um you know mixed terrain or you know as much as you can and I, I think it comes with this as well like you said there's certain trips where you're going to be hiking in the dark so yeah. practice that as well it's what you'll be doing and i think the more you become comfortable with something that the, the less you've got to think about it at that time um in last month's uh, newsletter, I hope you're enjoying the newsletter, by the way. I know Zach's been working hard on that over the last couple of months. Uh, but in last um, months, I wrote about um, comfort zone and about how expanding that is sometimes better than, um, you know, expanding your, your range of capability 
uh, can be better sometimes than, than going into the you know outside your comfort zone in the day in the the red and the amber zone yeah if you stay in green but expand that green by learning new skills by getting more experience in situations you haven't been on it goes the same with this i know they're just head torches but you know if you're used to hiking in the dark and you haven't got to think about certain things because you've done it so many times one less thing to think about you can you can enjoy yourself you haven't got to um worry about certain things because you've done it before and i think that goes the same with this yeah no you know, I, I because more experience is better 100 percent, i agree and i think you know although it is just a little piece of tiny equipment what we're really talking about here is sort of how to keep, you know how to keep yourself like because jerome has made a very good point there i'll just cut interject myself yeah night hiking is a whole different ball game yeah. it can be quite disorientating and isolating you need to have a tough mindset and not have to worry about battery life in your head torch etc yeah that's exactly what we want to talk about these one to make sure okay so we've reminded you now you do need one mm -hmm. have it on every single trip you go to even if you're only going out in the day because you yeah. never know when this might be handy um and the other thing is yeah like it, it it'll force you to start thinking about night hiking night trekking what it's going to be like to climb kilimanjaro at night because it is a you know yeah. six hour hike to the summit pretty much all in darkness and it's you know it can be quite sort of yeah intimidating to a degree for a lot of people don't like night hiking yeah it's, um, especially from a from a nav perspective because you know it's very it, it can be easy to navigate in daylight um you know when you you're, you're looking you're seeing familiar uh points of reference but once those points of reference disappear it's like when the you know you're in a whiteout yeah you need to know what you're doing where you're going have the confidence to be able to navigate yourself in and out of those situations so it certainly brings these things to the fore around okay um you're in the dark if now if you're good at navigation and you know how to get yourself out of a situation it's going to again give you more confidence yeah uh, just from practice so yeah, um, definitely. If any of you are out night hiking over the next, you know, couple of months, definitely let us know how you get on and, and how it goes for you. Um, you know, but but enjoy. Uh, definitely, it's uh, you know, it's it's gonna be good experience for you. Yeah. Um, before getting out there, uh, Chris, are there electric lights in the tea, but bedrooms? I take it the tea house bedrooms. <laughs> we we knew what you say, Chris. We do. Mm. Um, yeah, sometimes there's. Uh, it don't always work. It don't always work because the the, the electricity is not guaranteed. So that's the thing in these remote regions. So yeah, that's why again, head torches. Yeah. Um, because there's there's times when you're in regions where there might be power cuts. Yeah. Been in Kathmandu and I've had power cuts. I've been in Kathmandu and I've had an earthquake. It's a bit mad. Um, but then the power cuts come afterwards. So yeah, you've got a, uh, um, you know, again. The old reliable head torch. Also, generally speaking, you're sharing with someone. They might yeah. not be so appreciative if you've got up three, four times. And <laughs> the light the light on. On. Yeah, that's true. Use the red light on this that thing and you'll be able to see where you're going without waking your mate up. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so should we, should we jump into some cues, Dragon? Yeah, we've had we've had a few. We've had um, a bunch before, haven't we? Um, where'd you start? Yeah, so Stuart Taylor, yeah. um, the travel visa for Tanzania. Uh, nice. Um, valid for 90 is it valid for 90 days from the start of your trip or, application. or from application it's the start of your trip yeah um so generally speaking as part of your application you'll have to put your arrival <clears> date <throat> in anyway um but when i've spoke to the team on the ground they've said that the visa becomes valid once it's actually processed by yeah. immigration so you've applied for it it's been agreed and then once it's processed by immigration it starts so yeah 90 days because technically yeah. you can apply for a visa at any time um so it only makes sense for it to become valid from the day of your arrival yeah, and I think um, just to add on that as well, because uh, I was having a little read, because you know this can change any time. I was having a little read beforehand around the, the visa situation in Tanzania, 
Um, and yeah, certainly, uh, you know, if, if you're looking for a multi-trip visa, some people do that beforehand and you can have um, obviously 90 days uh, and then it's from the date you enter the country. Um, but actually looking at the multi-day visa, it's actually, if you want to go more than once in a year, you can do. Um, but yeah, 90 days is generally um, from the day you arrive. I know other people and some ever trackers actually do it when they arrive, um, which is a slower process. Just to put that out there is a lot easier to get done before you arrive. Um, we've I've been to Tanzania many times and having done it before and after it's definitely quicker get it before. Mm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's the same as Nepal, same as a lot of countries. I mean, there are specifics you have to have um, visa and certain things done before. Um, as an example, somewhere like Pakistan, the K2 base camp, there's things that have to happen before you go there. But for any other country, sometimes you can get it when you arrive. Um, they might not be for that long. Um, but yeah, very, very um, good question. Yeah. Nice to you. Awesome. Um, yep. Let's have a quick look now. So da, 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 Terry. Da, Terry. Terry. Hey, guys. Booked on the Killy trip. Yeah. Um, from Booked on the Killy trip for my best mate. And he goes August 24th. Looking nice. for some advice on hard shell jackets and a sleeping bag. Also recommend a, d a day pack. It's your question come through then. I lost it. <laughs> a day pack in size. Wow. Please. Loads on there. Yeah. Big so questions. with regards to a hard shell jacket, mm. honestly, that is, there's so many to, to kind of choose from. When I did Kilimanjaro, we had the Rab Firewall, um, which is a Gore-Tex jacket. Yeah. I've also had a Montaigne one, which was a Gore-Tex Pro jacket. You've had a Berghaus. So yeah, there's many, many good. There's jackets, many to there? there's many to go for. Mm -hmm. So essentially, the idea is that you can spend six hundred pounds on a Gore-Tex jacket, which yeah. is more, for most people unnecessary. Most people look to spend between one fifty and two hundred, say, on a on a on a decent jacket. Yeah. And my best advice would be to stick to the name, the big name brands like Mountain Equipment, Rab, Berghaus, Architerix, and then get the best one you can afford in yeah. their range. Um, yeah, and don't forget that you have a discount um, if you book on with Cosmo Bay Doors. Uh, now, sleeping bag, I use the Rab Ascent seven hundred. Andy uses it as well. Yeah. That bag, I think, is a perfect middle ground between, um, you know, one that's good in cooler yeah. and warmer temperatures. Start there and again, find the best one you can get. Um, I always say it's better to have it a little bit warm than a little bit too cold. Yeah. So, you know, if you're choosing between two, generally go for the one that will keep you warmer. And I recommend a pack and size. So pack size, mm. 25, 30 litres is, is perfect. Um, Osprey. You know, you can't go wrong with Osprey, Low Alpine, although I think they're Rab now. Um, yeah, Berghaus, again, those big name brands, Osprey, Osprey, Osprey. Camelback even. But I would say Osprey, yeah, I use Osprey, Andy uses Osprey, everyone I know uses Osprey. <laughs> I know, we're very, um, it's, it's one of those kind of brands that they are very, very popular in the hiking and trekking world, right? But yeah, some good questions. I, I think one thing, Terry, as well is um, we've done lives and, and things on those specific items like there's one around jackets specifically so we, we we discussed loads of different types of jackets um and there's also one about bags and sleep bags there's, there's lots of, of lives there but definitely have a look um if you jump on well actually um if, if the girls are on the comments if you can just chuck in the equipment list you'll give some recommendations yeah um to terry just from specifics i know we talked about a few there's so many out there um just find the one as dave said that is essentially within your budget because there's so many jackets and different things um yeah it's definitely um uh, so many options out there but yeah let's know which one you get terry and, and how yeah. it goes for you mate yeah it'd be nice to hear how you're doing awesome 
Um, yeah, there's a couple of good ones. Actually, I'll, I'm going to kind of sneak ahead, Dave, because I know you've got some questions there. But Chris asked a really good question that is actually, I noticed, um, I think it was yesterday, it was a little post. And I, I suppose it's good to talk about it. Um, now, do we need to worry about having a Tim's card for EBC? Saw some posts about it recently. So, yeah, um, lots of, I know there's been some things in the media around um, Nepal uh, and, their, and and they've brought in some new rules where people have to have a guide now trekking in Nepal. Now, obviously, this doesn't affect ever, uh, our, our trips uh, on Everest Base Camp or in Nepal because they, they're always guided. We don't do unguided trips um, on any of our trips, actually. Um, so in Nepal, that doesn't really um come into it now the thing with the tims now tims actually been around for years mm -hmm. um it forms part of the permits that we've always done so yeah there's nothing that anyone needs to do about that it's already covered the, i think that post really or that um comment from um the nepalese government and the tourism board is all about people who are going there unguided now you know we have as many opinions on it and, and everyone's entitled to their opinion of course i mean from our perspective you know and i've the first time I went there was guided and I've been guided ever since. I think it's not just about when you're going there and knowing the way. There's so many things that you, a guide does for you. Mm -hmm. um, that is that I certainly and, and a reason why we, we run guided and not unguided is that um, it's more than just, you know, sorting out the rooms, sorting out where you go in each day, um, you know, looking after the porters who are there with you maybe um, the issues with um, the language barrier. And sometimes it's better to have someone on your side when things are happening or you're trying to negotiate maybe something to do with a flight. I mean, obviously all this is covered anyway, but yeah, just, just some of the, 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 the things that we think a guide is just there to show you the way. It's actually a lot more than that. And it actually enriches your experience. Um, so yeah, when it comes to guided and unguided, I think just, just some of my personal comments. But yeah, regarding the, the, the Tim's card, it's something that's already been there and, and and to be honest i think they had it years ago and then they stopped it for a couple of years then they're bringing it back they so had, they had it when i first went there yeah same so here I, I, I and then they stopped it then yeah but for us in terms of the, the cost of it and everything we, we kind of swallow that anyway and it's covered in in all of our trips yeah and you know annie raises a good point as well like i always think that you know the amount of people that need assistance when they're trekking in the himalaya yeah. um that don't have a guide is quite high and to me, it doesn't really sit right that you go there without a guide, yeah. get into trouble, and then have to rely on a guide or the charity of a guide to help you either make a phone call to get a helicopter or yeah. communicate with a lodge or, you know, get you back down. Because if something were to happen and you were unable to walk, either yeah. due to a physical injury or altitude sickness or something that, you know, how are you going to do that if you're on your own? You're going to have to rely on the charity of those other people around you, yeah. which is going to be other guides other porters, other tea house operators that you haven't necessarily employed from the beginning. And, you know, you're providing work for those people in that exactly. country, you know, yeah. which is which is invaluable. But yeah, granted, good question. Yeah. And, and some, uh, you know, the first time I went to, to EBC, there was a, actually, I'd say half of the people I met were, were on their own. Um, and some of them had walked all the way in from Jury. And it was quite cool, actually, because, you know, I, I was guided, I was everything was being sorted. And then I saw the, the kind of things they had to do. And yeah, it's, it, it was an individual thing. Um, you know, I mean, which is strange for me because I've always, you know, I do a lot of solo trekking, especially in the mountains in the UK. I'm on my own, confident on my own and, and, and you know, my experience levels. But, yeah, you know, when you go into these places, it's great to have someone on your side, isn't it? And, um, you know, like like Dave said, you're, you're supporting the local economy by doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. I think um, also as well, this is a, a way to for the Nepalese tourism board to get a little bit more cash through through the doors. Let's, let's 
uh, you know that that is what it is um but it's their country you know we got to follow their rules like anywhere else look at Machu Picchu they've been charging mm -hmm. for permits for years and yeah with these things and I mean you know it is from us um you know we have to swallow those costs and you know that's part of adventure travel things change um things move on there's you know from the day we we started ever trek to now there's been so many changes but that's travel that's adventure travel and uh yeah it's 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 still an awesome place to be in but you know things evolve and change all the time yeah who knows they might change the rules again but um yeah, yeah roll with the punches when it comes to it and uh, i think daniel actually daniel and team just currently in namche oh, just had our meals for the night the climatizing day tomorrow good luck daniel hope tomorrow goes well hopefully awesome. fingers crossed if the weather's uh it plays ball You'll be spotting Everest tomorrow. So enjoy. Yeah. Uh, going great so far. Everyone having a great time. Great to hear, Daniel. It's always nice. Awesome. I love it when people join the the, the, yeah. the lives from trips. Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> um Justin Fitzsimmons, is it better to take a rechargeable head torch or one that uses standard batteries? Yeah. Um I I've taken both. Yeah. But if I had to choose between a rechargeable one and a battery one, I would <clears> take <throat> the battery one. Yeah. Largely because if that runs out, it's very quick and easy just to put some fresh batteries in. Where if you've only yeah. got a rechargeable that needs to be plugged into something in order to recharge it so not very easy or um to do on the hill yeah um i've seen more than one person walking around with a cable attached holding <laughs> up a power bank you know but I think no. i've done that once yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, it can happen <laughs> yeah but honestly yeah if, so this is both and i think that's ideal because i've got a battery pack in there when that runs out i take yeah. it out and i put batteries in but again if i had to choose between one or the other i would choose batteries nice um just going through as well actually uh i love jezza uh thoughts on glow sticks yeah i love them mate yeah love them. they're great in nightclubs yeah. <laughs> no no we um on, on a serious note yeah we we haven't known i don't think they they replaced the head torch in terms of um giving you that much confidence uh, when you're when you're hiking in the night obviously they do you know glow sticks provide light and you know essentially if you're holding them or you tie them on they can provide light i mean you know that certainly mate if, you, if you're having a party at uh, base camp let's uh, let's get the let's get the glow sticks out um maybe on calipatar um be quite cool actually to do some photography stuff with the glow yeah. sticks i definitely think that when you get back down to lukla um and you have uh, the party before you fly back um you know have a bit of a celebration i think it's better doing it yeah. that night definitely i suppose I, if you fell in a crevasse as well they'd be kind of handy to lay out so you've got a bit of light yeah i mean you know we, 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 not that we plan for these things <laughs> <laughs> But they, uh, yeah, it's quite cool. But if you, if you got them, great. It'd be interesting to see some some pics with some glow sticks. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Philip Rogers has said, are the Brecon Beacons training weekends based in Talibond on us? Just wanted to have an idea as I may spend a few days up there either side of the Everest nice. training weekend in August, which I plan to sign up to. Why yeah. is it always me that when I get a question through? It's all good. Um, all good. Yeah, oh, right. So you're an old Wilsonian up there. Um, so we're actually, we're close to Talibond. We normally yeah, are based nice. in Langorse. Um, which I think is about a five, 10 minute drive to Taliban. So yeah. you're going to be in that neck of the woods. It won't matter at all. So it's not yeah. too far, is it? And um, yeah, because we, we stay near Langorse, not a million miles away. And Taliban on Usk is beautiful, isn't it? I yeah, mean, no, we, we did stay nice, there yeah. once. And we, we do try it out. Yeah, it's literally five minutes from Langorse. You know, it's not yeah. far at all. So you'll be in that neck of the woods. So if you wanted to have a day either side, perfect. Yeah. Sophie, uh, glowing trekking poles would be cool. Now that's an idea, Sophie. Yeah. Imagine going to a, like a a, a a rave or something with glowing trekking poles. That would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Protection, was that black diamond head torch? That's yours. This, this one was. That, that one, yeah. This is a black really diamond good. head torch, which I've had since 2016. I've now yeah. gifted it to Jen. Um, and this is gifted. mine. 
Commandeered. Well, it went, it went, it went missing on the training weekend. Borrowed, then, then commandeered, yeah. then owned. It went missing on the training weekend, along with my winter mountaineering trousers. Never seen them. My rab. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my wrap trousers, which um, are my winter mate, and even ones, they've uh, evaporated. Evaporated. I am Weird gutted that. about those. But it happens. Yeah, you know, no. this is uh, you've got to keep an eye on those things. Yeah. Well, that that's one actually thing when we're talking about equipment. I may as well give you all the advice to make sure you keep hold of it because yeah. when I went in Tupcal, I lost my wrap. Yeah, that was a shame, right? Maybe someone picked it up accidentally. I think it was picked up accidentally. And they're going to be walking around now. You're going to maybe see someone wearing Evertrek. Yeah. That's happened a few times over the years, right? Yeah. Well, twice to you. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, you know, that's that, that, that a wasn't separate in, story. That wasn't in tube car, though, right? That wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah. So, um, no, yeah. So just keep 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 an eye on your stuff like that, because if there is 15, 20 people all in a room, tired, yeah. packing their stuff, yeah. I'm not, I mean, obviously, there's a chance someone nicked it. I didn't think that would be the case, but yeah. uh, most likely is that someone just, like, picked it up without thinking in the dark, stuffed it in yeah. their bag, realized when they got home and thought to themselves, <laughs> could message Evertrex, it says it on the jacket, <laughs> or could have a brand new wrap jacket. Exactly, and, and just be proudly supporting Evertrex. Yeah, so right now, I don't have a um, Oh, mate, we need to get some new ones, eh? Um, whilst we're talking about training weekends, sorry, I, I'm just going to swing down, back. I've been clicking it I was going to say, time. mate, yeah, you've been flying around. <laughs> um, yeah, about the Brecon Beacons training weekends. So, yeah, the um, they are on the website. Uh, we've got one date um, ready, uh, obviously, to, to run in August. Um, I think if one of the girls can put the uh, put the link in the comments. Um, yeah, if you book on, uh, I believe it's up until the end of April, you've got the early bird pricing. So mm -hmm. definitely get yourself involved with that. Um, they do tend to, to fill up quite quickly as we as we speed towards the summer. Um, they're great weekends. They're, to anyone who hasn't been on one, I know there's a lot of Evertrekkers I see on here who have. Um, obviously, we'll, uh, myself and Dave will, will be there. Um, <laughs> I hope you're going to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah there'll be, um, yeah, be uh, also as well a mountain guide, Steve, who kind of guides uh, all of our weekends here in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, massive wealth of knowledge. You meet other ever trekkers. Obviously, you'll be doing some trekking, um, but you'll also be, um, you know, getting to know the the Evertrek world. Um, and it's essentially think of like Tuesday tune in, but in real life, where we can you can ask questions for the entire weekend, whilst hiking, whilst going to a uh, Nepalese restaurant, having some beers, enjoying yourself. Um, in the wonderful Brecon Beacon. So yeah, definitely have a look on the link there. The girls yeah. just posted it. And uh, it'd be nice to meet you and um, in person and, and definitely yeah. do some trekking. And even though it's in August, bring a walker. It is Wales, right? It is Wales. Although my You're going to have to get one, Dave. That one we did in summer, my God. Oh, I think 37 was, degrees. July? That was actually in October. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was, was that when yeah. the news was over? No, sorry. It's the other way around. Yeah, October in, was wet. In August, it was 37 degrees. Oh, on, honest uh, to God, like, a was over, and um, I remember we did a full training oh, weekend. Head of ops in the pool. In that, yeah, did that. <laughs> I should have mentioned, yeah, Anuj is a head of ops in the pool. He was visiting. We did two days of 40 degree hiking, and then he's like, "Fancy going bike park Wales after hiking <laughs> on Sunday day?" So I was like, "All right, fine." But yeah, oh, hell. it was August. Um, uh, yeah. I think that's right because some of the some of the yetis won it. Yeah, so uh, Chris yeah. Collins, uh, are the plugs for charging in the bedrooms uh, or only in the communal area? So, it, do you know what? Again, it's, Sometimes, a, it's lodge it? by yeah, lodge. Yeah. Funny enough, um, in the lodge we use in Gorakshep, they do have electric blankets. Um, I tend to run a bit hot, so I usually unplug and take an opportunity to charge a power bank. Yeah, make the most of it. But in, I'd probably say the majority of lodges, you have to pay to charge your stuff at the in the communal front desk area. Um, yeah. 
but some rooms, some not. It's it's kind of a lottery, really, whether they whether it's been installed and if it is installed, whether it's working. And it's one of those, I think. Um, yeah, some of the uh, generally the tea houses will charge for charging, but sometimes you can get away with it. Like like Dave said, there are opportunities where there's plugs around where you can yeah. do it. Um, you know, bit of a uh, you know hidden tip. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you do find some plugs, some plug sockets get charging yeah. or, or take a power bank you know generally i, I take um a power bank that can last charging your phone yeah. for several days obviously if you've got other things to charge head torches um you know other things maybe take an ipad who knows maybe you've got camera equipment gopros um unfortunately no drones in the uh, everest region um then you've, you've got other things to charge so maybe take a couple but obviously yeah. that is a balance of weight so you know there are other ways you can do it although you know i'm sure if you put those um uh, power banks in your pocket whilst your bag is getting weighed. I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm sensing that uh, Lee Wyatt reckon just reminds me of a fan dance. Oh, I reckon he's a I reckon he's a military man. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's probably yeah. done the fan dance. I've met times. a few military men uh, over the years that have yeah. uh, had fond fond memories of the fan dance. Nice. Um, it's either in blistering heat or unbelievable um, bad weather. Yeah, yes. see. Sensed it, sensed it. Anytime someone mentions the fan dance with some vomit emojis, I always think, yep, they've been forced up and down there a few times. Daniela, um, Brecken looks cool AF. Yes, they do. Um, they're yeah. absolutely kind of very fortunate, really, and privileged to live so close to them. And, uh, you know, it's been our training ground the since uh, the Breckens. <laughs> I'll call it the Breckens. The Breckens. Like, it's called the Brecken Beacons, but it's okay. Come join um, us, Danielle. Come join us in the on the training weekend. August, yeah, we absolutely love it. I promise. Even if it's bad weather, everyone always has a smile on their face. Um, um, Jezza, I'm climbing two cal in July. Ooh, uh, still need to sort of guide. Oof, yes, you do. Um, is it still doable with you? Yes, it is. So we run um, two trips to two cal. Uh, one of them is a two cal weekender, so it's over a four day period, um, and then we also do an eight day version. Um, yeah, check out the dates. If one of the girls can put the two cal. Uh, one of the two cal trips, even if it's just the the weekender, um, definitely have a look at that. Um, and there'll be dates in July. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what specific dates, but we do group trips. So mm. yeah, if you want to join one of our group trips, um, yeah, we'd love to to have you there. And um, yeah, it's a great trip. I mean, we've uh, you've done the two cal trip, that specific one twice. Yeah, I've done it once. Absolutely awesome trip. Well, um, one one point eight times. One point eight. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, but you've done it twice. I yeah, mean, I've done it twice. You've summited twice. Yeah, but... yeah. No, I didn't summit let me, twice. Let me, let me yeah, take the there you out. go. There you go. <laughs> no, yeah, two cows an amazing trip. I, I actually yeah. might happen to be doing it again in um, during the Christmas break this really? December. Matt, you love it. So, it's uh, brilliant. Well, I, it, you know, my it's my life story that I tell a friend I'm going somewhere. My friend says, awesome. Does John want to go there? Uh, no, well, potentially John and a few other people. Nice. John makes me do Fantastic. everything twice. Oh, you know what's funny, though? He did Killy. He was going to make me do Killy again. Right. And Thank was, you. Wow, well, man. not make me, but like, <laughs> you know what it's like? I invite him on the trip. I do. He yeah. says I can't go. A year later, he wants to go, and I have to do it again. What you want to plan is that get John on the trip and you go on. I, it's impossible. Can't be done. <laughs> you want to see if I come back first. Oh, um, wow. So, Daniela, Swansea, about an hour from Brecon. Um, yeah, so, hour, yeah, yeah, super easy to get to um yeah come along no excuse now visit family visit the yetis have a good hike have yep. some nepalese food a couple of beers bit of a walk and visit your family in swansea there we go perfect perfect at all um yeah stuart great birthday weekend stuart i remember what a, that was a great weekend i think um i think we all had a few a few bevies that night didn't we um definitely right what we got we got about 10 minutes i think let's, let's, let's start rounding off the the light stuff i mean 
just to kind of finish off head torches and things like that. I mean, just to to kind of go over it, really, all of these things, you know, when it comes to torches, when it comes to equipment like that, definitely get out there and practice with it. Um, you know, the more time you can do that, the better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes to using them on your trip, uh, you know, it's they're not like massively technical equipment, are they? But the more time you spend in, you know, hiking at night, maybe climbing at night, depending on the trip, um, yeah, the less you'll have to think about. And yeah. uh, like Scott, Tubcal, Saturday, can't wait. Good luck. Hope all goes well. Uh, we'll be looking at March. Yeah, I've heard there's some snow up there, so definitely um, take care. Um, and yeah, look forward to, to seeing the pictures. Definitely get sharing them in the group and um, uh, on the High Altitude Ever Trekkers page. And also, if you post them on Instagram, don't forget to tag us yeah. at Evertrek UK. It'd be great to, um, uh, to see those pictures. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Lee Wyatt, yeah. what's a good uh, um, filtered water bottle to oh. buy? I know you guys supply filtered water, but I'd like to get one. Um, uh, 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 I, I should have one. Unless I've been. <laughs> we got about 90 of them in the other room. Yeah, um, so we, um, uh, Andy, the one time. The one time that's uh, not in my office. However, I think that any minute now, one of the Yetis is going to walk is in that... with one of the boxed ones from the <laughs> other room. Um, they, and, and look at this, like as if by magic. All I'm going to do is lean back. And there we go. <laughs> so yeah, we sell. Oh, Penny wants to come and sit down. Hello, girl. You joining the live? Hello, girl. <laughs> this is Penny. This is Penny the Everdog. Yeah, she's just been on. Just come back from a walk. Yeah. This is, is, this, is this Penny's first time on. This no, she's been on here before like, in the early days. Have you? Yeah. She always looks sad. Good. I know, but that's a, that's a breed. She's a lurcher. Yeah. She's great. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> um, so the, these are the sorry, Penny. I'm like cutting right there. These are the bottles that uh, we sell. Um, they're from Water to Go. Um, really, really good. I've used them. You've used them. Oh, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere and everywhere. Um, yeah, they're brilliant. They're good for traveling. They're good for training. They're good for hiking. Yeah. They're good for camping. They're good for the environment. Yeah. Contact the office and uh, grab one of these. Yeah, definitely, Lee. Um, if you want them, mate, they're, they're really good. I haven't used them in many different environments. I mean, they've got about 200 litre kind of threshold on them, uh, but you can buy the, the additional filters. I mean, you know, in, in full transparency, that's water to go. Great. There are other ones out there. Um, Sawyer makes some great um, filters as well. Um, there are uh, the Life Straw. Life Straw. This is one we've, we've used, um, you know, over the years personally, um, you know, and Definitely uh, drop us an email, as Dave said, and we can, we can get one sent out yep. to you, mate. Awesome. Um, Jim Blues, good luck with Tubecal, mate. I know it's uh, just around the corner, isn't it? Um, yeah, it'd be great to yeah see some pictures, Jim, uh, and hope life is treating you well, mate. Absolutely. Um, Alison Morgan, uh, good question, actually, about batteries. Can you carry lithium batteries on the plane? If so, hand luggage or hold? So, yeah, all batteries that you, you carry... Um, the airlines don't like you putting them in the holes. So no. you, you've got them. You've got to carry them on with you. Yeah. Um, Especially through security, ion yeah. batteries, yeah, power banks, things like that. You've got to take them in your your carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, otherwise, just sometimes they. Um, uh, yeah, there are some issues with them. Uh, you know, very very rare, but they can overheat. So yeah, yeah, definitely worth um, having on you. Yeah. Um, Lee Wyatt, and sorry, I know I'm jumping in here, but it's only because I use the this particular. Uh, product um power break power breathe classic uh bought one have you found they help recommending the online pack i got yeah certainly so i personally used one of those um actually before the first time i went to high altitude and because uh, i'm an asthmatic so i was looking for any potential gain 
Um, now, over the years, I found that, you know, there's to enjoy altitude. You, you do the acclimatization on, you know, whilst you're on the trip. There are obviously other ways. You know, we are one of our partners, the Altitude Center. They do altitude tents, things like that, that can can certainly assist. Um, but, you know, we we do stick by the, 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 the proven methods of acclimatizing on the trips. Yeah. But the one thing the Power Breathe does is essentially it can increase your your liter capacity your lung capacity literage um and it definitely helped me um yeah. i I've, I've sort of used them intermittently over the last few years i've found they do actually assist in terms of the the strength because it's more like resistance so what it's got like a gauge on it and you breathe in it and it almost like like it's sucking through a straw and that, and that straw gets thinner and thinner and thinner and apparently that can help in terms of the way your lungs expand yeah so yeah definitely um you know as, as I, I i kind of go over what i said don't rely on it but it's certainly something that can that can help even maybe a percent or two um certainly you know maybe start using it uh, over the you know three to four months before yeah. you go um but yeah that's why it's on the list because I've, I've i have used it before and it has helped a little bit yeah um but again do the acclimatization think, on the trip i think we're boring penny yeah well i, I hope none of the ever ever trekkers look like that penny <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's probably in need of some food look she, doesn't she look like a fruit bat she does look like a fruit bat Very especially bat when her ears go up like that that's so funny um, <laughs> brilliant but right guys well um yeah we're not far from, from finishing up there. Uh, i'm amazed any... i'm amazed we got that far what on head torches on head torches yeah i'm honest <laughs> with you i'm amazed three days jim good luck yeah, um good luck, hope mate. all is well mate and yeah look forward to seeing your pictures fantastic yeah, have you got any other, um, any anything else to bring up before we leave? Um, I think that's it, guys. I just think, um, yeah. you know, part of the philosophy of, of yeah. you know, trekking and hiking and doing these trips is, um, you know, having a having a strong mindset. One thing that helps towards that is knowledge and also peace of mind. Yeah. So if you're sitting there looking at an item and um and an hour and a bit whether to take it and it's something yeah. as small and as light as this, throw it in the bag and go with peace of mind. That's what I always say. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, practice, practice, practice. Yep. Do some night hikes. Um, you know, familiarize yourself with the challenges that that entails, and have an awesome time. Yeah, brilliant. All right, well, have a wonderful week, whatever you're up to. Um, to all of our ever trekkers on the trips, um, yeah, especially on the ones up towards Everest Base Camp in Namche. Enjoy, enjoy the acclimatization trip to Bry to all the people in and the ever trekkers um, in uh, the Springlands. Enjoy the beers. Congratulations to all of our ever, ever trekkers on trips. Um, yeah, good luck for the upcoming Tupcal weekenders as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, have a great time. Look forward to seeing all the pictures, and we'll um, yeah, we're back next week. We're we're back next week. But don't worry, we're not away next week. We're here. Yeah, <laughs> we promise. It's been a it's been a busy um, start to the year for us. Um, but yeah, we're back for um, uh, a few more. Chris, if you've still got loads of questions, you have to join us next week, or just drop uh, drop us an email, Chris, if you've got any yeah. questions. Um, or don't forget as well, if you do have any specific questions. Um, you know, the Evertracker community is massively knowledgeable. So drop those questions in the group. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll likely get people who have done Everspace Camp multiple times, other trips, and they'll come with the, the answers to those questions as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously with us. Uh, <laughs> Daniela, bye guys. Andy, you're nearly forgiven. Oh dear, what have I done? I, um, what did I do? I'm not entirely sure, really. But it's, it's, it's glad that I'm nearly forgiven for whatever I've yeah, done. Sorry, Daniela. But anyway, all the best. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Noise. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.